Welcome to the Hypnotic Radio Hour. Spend an hour with us exploring the mysteries of the subconscious mind. Here are your hosts, Cindy Lasher and Jody Kimmel. Welcome to the Hypnotic Radio Hour. I am Cindy Lasher, and uh, Jody Kimmel won't be joining us today, but we have a very special guest today. Our guest today is Dr. Megan Kirschling. Uh, Dr. Kirschling and I have known each other for, oh, eight, nine years, something like that. And uh, she is a font of knowledge. If you want to know pretty much anything about anything to do with health, um, Dr. Megan has an answer, I tell you what. So I am looking forward to this show today. We are going to be talking about uh, women's health and specifically hormonal health. Dr. Dr. Megan is both an allopathic and alternative medicine in her background. She received a Doctor of Chiropractic from Northwestern Health Sciences University right here in the Twin Cities. She also has her Bachelor of Sciences in Nursing and Exercise Science from Valparaiso University. And uh, I'm probably one of the few people who know, did I pronounce that right? I did, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you did good job. Yes, you did. I can't correct you. So a lot of people don't know exactly how to save out so There you go. Impressed. All right, good. I did. I, I came close. I came close. Yes. Um, you have a master's of nutrition from the University of Connecticut, Bridgeport. You pronounced that correctly too. So you're doing oh, good. good. I'm on a roll. Good job. Yeah. Um, master of nursing in women's health from the University of Cincinnati. Um, my goodness, you you've just. I'm I'm not I'm. I'm blown away by how much you have accomplished, and I know that you're you're still very young, Megan. <laughs> well, I, uh, yes, you have I, more master's degrees than I can shake a cat at. <laughs> um, well, and I, you you yes. currently are working at three different holistic clinics in the Twin Cities, and you treat patients with various conditions, between from uh, bioidentical hormones, which we're going to talk to uh, today, to digestive health concerns, and you have a podcast that is really a good. You know that's a wonderful source of information for people, called Beyond the Basics Health Academy. And so we'll be talking a little bit more about how you can access more information from Dr. Megan during the show today. And we're also going to talk about, as I said, you know, uh, hormonal health and women's health concerns. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, and well, and hello, Radio World. So yeah, this is um, you know this is this has been my little pulpit for um, my goodness seven, eight years now that we've been on the air here, and we've had so many wonderful guests, and we're delighted to have you, and I am delighted to have you to talk about this particular topic because um, I'm going through this whole, I just turned 50 this last year, right, I'm on on the path to 51 here, and one of the things we were talking about on the phone before, uh, before the show started here was the fact that you know, women talk about a lot. I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, you, you read and hear and understand about the differences between men and women is certainly 
women do talk a lot about various topics with each other, um, but this particular topic, I don't think we, you know, we kind of feel like we're going through it alone. And I know that for myself as well, that you also have the generational differences in play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom was born in 1930. She is passed on now. But when she was going through this herself, uh, there were certain things she couldn't hide. I mean, when she was having a hot flash, everybody kind of knew it because she'd start fanning herself furiously. But aside from that, it just was not a topic of conversation. And, I agree. you know, when did it start for her? I don't know. What All these questions. I think we're seeing so many interesting things in women's health, you know, both research and scientific-based um, information that's coming out and we're learning more and more. But then also, like what you're seeing, saying is true, too, is that we are also noticing a lot of trends in women's health. And one of the things that I see that's very interesting is we have sort of quickly gone from a generation of keep it to yourself, a generation where you definitely did not hang your dirty laundry and you, you know, didn't speak about it, mm-hmm. to now a generation of everyone's trying to keep up with the Joneses and that we don't talk about it now because we don't want anyone to think we're not meeting society's standards. So, yeah, uh, there you go. I see a lot of women that, you know, we don't sit around and talk about. You know, from even early on, some of the women I work with, I mean, I work with women on hormone issues as young as 14, um, mm-hmm. which I also think is a newer thing because of foreign estrogens, foreign hormones. I mean, even some of the things we pass on, unfortunately, from generation to generation, that's leading to more and more hormonal problems in a younger age to lots of hormone problems as we get into that period of our life, like you were talking about, where we get perimenopausal um, and menopausal. And, you know, even though I think we have this stereotype that women sit around and talk, we don't like to sit around and make people believe that we have these problems that we're in alone, whether it is. Uh, menopausal problems and hot flashes, moodiness, anger, those kind of things that can be very real with hormones to even, you know, painful sex, decreased libido, things like that. We don't sit around and talk about that because we don't want people to believe that we're not meeting, you know, society standards. So women's health is definitely interesting on a lot of different um, levels, and that's one of them. Yeah, it's kind of the um, you know the, the the analogy to the the Facebook phenomenon where mm-hmm. uh, Facebook is leading to a lot of depression for people because what they see on Facebook is somebody's airbrushed life, right? And people aren't you know honest with what's really going on. They're only you know showing shining a light on the the good things in their life. And you know this has been quite a trip for me. So I am I am more than happy to to give an, an honest, you know, my own under, understanding to the extent that it is of what in the world is happening. I was one of those gals, um, you know, who really had it easy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't have, you know, moodiness or, or pain or anything. Um, so I, I had a, an easy, you know, 40 years. And... Uh, but really, things started for me, and I think that's one of the things that people don't necessarily equate to it. I was 42 when I first started to have what I now see as the first inklings of this shift in my body. Mm-hmm. And that's the interesting thing, too, is that there's definitely phases. So we see sort of an early shift. 
I would say I usually see that anywhere from 35 to about 45. Wow, 35 seems so young. And Yeah, and I, we're definitely seeing it younger and younger. Um, but where we start to see, you know, changes in menstrual cycles, that all of a sudden, you know, there could be more painful periods, heavier bleeding, those kind of things. Uh, and then, you know, see then a shift, probably usually around 45 to 50, where it's starting to get into what we call perimenopausal, which just means around menopause. But it means that it's starting to be that shift towards more aggressive hormone changes. And then now the average menopause is 51.8. Now 51.8. So, well, I'm getting there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That definitely is a range because I do see some women that go through full menopause you know, as young as 45, 46, and then I see some that, you know, continue to have a normal cycle and normal hormones up to 56, 57. So it definitely is different for every woman, and that's something to take into consideration, too. Everybody's journey is different. So, you know, some people will have, you know, you explained, some people will have much more of the moodiness, uh, you know, other changes like that. So it's to also take into consideration that every woman is different. Yeah, and maybe that uh, is part of the difficulty of finding really good information is because it, it is such a wide variety of of symptoms that it's hard to find an article that, that where you can pinpoint it and say, there, that's, that's what I'm experiencing. Um, you really have to read into it a lot and say, okay, I guess what I'm experiencing falls within the range of the norm. Well, and... Moreover, too, to sort of talk more about that is I also think that it's because there's so many different factors. You know, when we talk about hormones, not to what I call geek out and really get into, you know, tons of information that will just glaze people over, but to do it pretty quickly just to make people understand how complicated it is, is it's about genetics. So we all sort of genetically are set up to be affected by hormones differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also about how we break them down, both the hormones that we make throughout our life and the hormones that we're exposed to from, you know, different medications and birth control to environmental. And that a lot depends on the liver. So everyone's liver is different too. Some people have really good livers. Some people have congested livers. Some people, you know, have genetic factors that go along with liver. And then it's also about the hormones you're exposed to, so pregnancies, Uh, birth control, just your whole life span of hormones. And one of the things that's interesting about that is that I think one of the reasons we're seeing more problems than in sort of this menopausal range is because of the fact that everybody was exposed to different hormones, depending on life choices, where they've lived, what they've, you know, taken and things like that. So there's a lot of things that go into it. And I do think one of my mottos is respect hormones because I also think that people don't respect them enough and look at it individually and then assess and treat, depending on what that person needs, which is different for every person. Yeah, uh, and, and so that's a really good point, because I, I did go to my, my regular MD doctor when I started to have symptoms that uh, I said, okay, <laughs> the line has been crossed, and I'm, I'm not going to you know, just sit idly and wait this through um, because, you know, I, it, was, it was too much. Um, right. You know, I started to have these very violent, angry dreams, um, and my mood was being changed just way too, too dramatically. Um, and, and so, it, and they, they really, they didn't, 
they didn't um, have, you know, test me to see what my hormones weren't doing. It really seemed like a broad brush approach. It's like, okay, for everybody who comes in here, here's what we start you at, and then we see how you respond, and we go from there. Now, is there a better way? I think, you know, clinically what I have seen is there is a much better way. And I think that really what it takes, which I think is why we're seeing, I think there's two reasons that we don't see a more individualized, comprehensive approach. Mm-hmm. I think, one, that we're still in a, a period in medicine where we're scared of hormones. Um, you know, a lot of women out there know about the 2002 Women's Health Initiative, which yeah. made us all of a sudden be afraid of hormones. You know, we did this uh, research uh, over, you know, five to six years where we were giving everyone postmenopausal synthetic estrogens and progesterones in hopes that we could preserve uh, a lot of the different functions of the body and sort of anti-aging base. Right. Not individualized, not, you know, anything besides saying, you know, since we believe that there's a lot of protection in estrogen um, and it should be counterbalanced by progesterone, let's give all these women synthetic Right. And synthetic estrogens are not exactly the same estrogens that we have in our body. Um, they're enough to allow the body to have that effect, but they're usually larger molecules that sort of sit around. So over a period of time, then there's a bunch of complications that can come from that. What kind of complications a, do you see from that then? Well, that's what we saw with the Women's Health Initiative. So even though, you know, there were some positives, we started to see an increase in breast cancers, you know, even some different effects with other cancers. Uh, and just that we were getting the negative effects of estrogen. Okay, would, and, and that's because those were synthetics. Those were synthetics, and they weren't done, in my opinion, individualized. You know, one size fits all doesn't really work in medicine, in my opinion. Um, you know, what is somebody else's magic treatment or pill is somebody else's nightmare. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, you see the same thing in, in other issues as well. I, I know when my daughter was, you know, getting into school, kindergarten, um, you know, she was diagnosed with ADHD, and, you know, they, they prescribed Adderall for her, which we took for about a week and a half, and, you know, it t- took her from being a, a distracted but sweet little girl to an angry little girl threatening to poke people's eyes out with pencils, and I said, well, that's enough of that. Right. And when I went back in, they said, well, you know, this is just part of the process, and we just experiment until... And I said, you know what? Mm, no, we'll just we'll just <laughs> handle what we've got, you know, behaviorally, and and you know, help her to learn coping mechanisms that are internal rather than depending upon a drug for that. And it worked well for her. Now that's right. not to say that that Adderall isn't a beautiful solution for a lot of people, exactly. and there are other solutions out there that are you know wonderful for people. And and again, it's it's that the ability to have enough information to make the right decision for yourself. Exactly, and that is, I think, a huge component of what people need to realize, especially with hormones, because, no, you know, even people that can come in with the same symptoms, so for instance, um, women that come in with hot flashes or they come in with a lot of uh, the menopausal symptoms, so hot flashes, moodiness, angry, not sleeping as well, right. libido, you know, there is a fine balance between estrogen and progesterone. So some of these women will have high, high levels of estrogen um, that we have to take care of them, and some of them will have low, low levels of progesterone. Mm -hmm. Um, But they'll come in with the exact same signs and symptoms. So if we don't look to see exactly where you are, then we could, if you're in estrogen toxicity and I give you more estrogen, 
then I'm going to be doing more negative than more good. So that's the thing, too, is that it really, for me, I find you can't really go after hormones unless you're going after them individual. And it does go along with signs and symptoms, you know, a good health history, but then I also use testing and other means to figure out exactly where someone is before deciding if hormones um, or other treatments that go along with hormones is the best option for them. Okay. We're going to come back after the break, and we are going to talk a, a bit more with Dr. Megan about exactly how does somebody recognize that they may need the, the kind of testing to determine that and, uh, and other, other alternative You're types of um, approaches to help with women's hormonal health. And that will be after the break. You're listening to the Hypnotic Radio Hour, and I am Cindy Lasher. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to the Hypnotic Radio Hour. Do you have fears and phobias that are controlling your life? Are you feeling like you're alone and can't get out of your house? Are you struggling to enjoy life because you are afraid of taking the next step? HypnosisFirst.com can help you conquer your fears and have you looking forward to a rewarding, fulfilling life. Choose from our library of professionally written and recorded hypnosis sessions featuring Cindy Lasher, host of Hypnotic Radio Hour and the owner of the Midwest Hypnotherapy Academy. Your subconscious mind can be on your side with HypnosisFirst.com. There are many reasons to quit smoking, and you know them all. Whatever your reason, quitting smoking is your decision. And when you're ready, ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center can help. The experts at ChangeWorks help you sever your mental dependence on tobacco, permanently changing the way you perceive it. They address your triggers and give you an arsenal of tips and techniques to help you break the bonds of smoking forever. You owe it to yourself to quit, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. The Change Work Stop Smoking program is over 90% effective. When you're ready, call for a free hypnosis screening to see if the program is right for you. Even if you failed in the past, it really is that simple. 952-356-0010. Online at minnesotahypnosis.com. That's minnesotahypnosis.com. Change Works Hypnosis Center in Apple Valley. Last year, you said next year. Isn't it time? 952-356-0010. Change Works Hypnosis Center. Are you struggling to achieve your goals? Ever feel like you're fighting yourself to take action and follow through? Wonder why you don't stick to that diet or can't feel confident? HypnosisFirst.com can help you conquer your fears of flying, public speaking, and more. Bring your mind into alignment so that you lose weight without the effort. Choose from our library of professionally written and recorded hypnosis sessions featuring Cindy Lasher, host of Hypnotic Radio Hour and the owner of the Midwest Hypnotherapy Academy. Your subconscious mind can be on your side with HypnosisFirst.com. Welcome back to the Hypnotic Radio Hour. <laughs> funky hormones, funky town. Yeah. We are here today with uh, with uh, Dr. Megan Kirschling, and we are talking about women's health, in particular about hormonal health and uh, the the various things that hormones and uh, hormone imbalances can affect 
during a woman's life. Uh, we've been talking about that perimenopausal, menopausal phase. There are other times in a woman's life, um, you know, hormones. But one of the things that has has uh, really um, come to, to 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 my awareness through this process is how much hormones affect. Uh, you know, I, you really kind of take them for granted uh, unless and until something is, goes awry. <laughs> and no, then you're like, true. whoa, <laughs> I pretty much am my hormones. Um, can you can you help us understand? the full role that hormones play in, in, our, in our health and really what we experience. Well, and I think to sort of take that and actually relate it to a patient is uh, because I think we understand most from what other people go through is just what you said, and I think it's interesting you guys started out with Funky Town because I do think that a lot of women who go through hormonal balances can relate to that song. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I had a patient that I've been working with, uh, and she is a very even keel, lovely person, and she has had some hormonal imbalances postpartum, so after, you know, having a second child, and, you know, uh, it happened actually a year later after she was uh, weaning and taking the child off breast milk, but she went to a completely different person. And wow. just to give you an idea of the, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, situation is that she said, you know, the one thing that she's really happy for is that her husband could at least know and support her through this because he could see that this wasn't the person that she normally was. Mm-hmm. And I think that paints a picture of how powerful hormones are. Yeah. Because when hormones are balanced, uh, you know, we are cruising through life and feeling good, but when they go out of balance in any way, uh, situation, it is just a roller coaster ride. And so... You know, that sort of shows you the whole effect that hormones have on our body. I mean, obviously, they play a role on what we call the endocrine or hormone system, so from thyroid and metabolism, weight gain, energy, those kind of things, to, you know, the different neurotransmitters and feel-good mm-hmm. uh, transmitters and chemicals in our body. So when the hormones are working properly, then they give the green light for everything else to work well in the body, but when they go... Uh, wrong, and it, they go okay. awry, then it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I like what you said earlier um, in the first part of the show about respecting hormones because totally this experience has given me a new respect for for hormones and to, to pay attention and to not think take things for granted. And when you feel something going off, um, look for your resources. Seek out good resources. Um because bad resources, as you as you alluded to earlier, can actually make the situation even worse. Right, and I do think, you know, that's a good point, is one of the things I see, too, time and time again is, unfortunately, I have a lot of women come to me, and like I said, from, you know, a broad age range. So I take care of women on hormone levels from, I'd say, as young as, you know, 14 to, I mean, as old as 90. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sort of shows you how they affect us throughout, our whole life, but one of the things I see is I have so many women come to me from everything from uh, painful periods to infertility to just knowing something is wrong and being told, well, it'll just balance itself out, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's okay, you know, especially young women, you know, I have 15, 16-year-olds that are being told, well, let's just forget about this and and deal with it when you want to get pregnant, or a lot of, you know, this will get fixed, just give it some time, or let's put you on birth control so we can mask and sort of 
subdue what's going on so that you'll forget it. And why are those poor approaches, in your opinion, and what would be a, a more appropriate approach? I think, though, you know, I give a lot of respect to all practitioners and the uh, fact that I think that all practitioners really want to help people. Oh, for so sure. We can, and we can only help people with the tools and information that we're given. So I think one of the things, too, is that that's what we're being told in sort of that traditional medical model to do is, okay, if someone comes in for this purpose, then let's put them on birth control. Or, you know, let's put them on this or let's put them on that. Or if they're young, let's give them time to fix themselves. But what I'm seeing clinically is that women are not fixing themselves. And some of these solutions are actually causing more problems down the road. Hmm. So, And I do see a lot of women that have been on birth control for 10, 11, 12 years that are having huge fertility issues because their hormones were dictated for 10 or 12 years, but then the hormones that need to happen in order for pregnancy to occur then are not allowed to sort of, you know, work properly. Okay. So I think it just comes from the fact that we're still trying to figure a lot of this out. Um, And so, which is, again, with respecting hormones, which is scary because we don't, nobody wants to be part of an experiment as we try to figure out what's best. Mm -hmm. So I do think that... Uh, one of the things that I highly recommend is as soon as you feel that something is off, to go to somebody that will assess and treat accordingly. Uh, you know, there are some times that we'll assess or treat and there's just minor things. And that it's not that you need um, bioidentical hormones or that you need uh, a prescription drug, but that we'll look at the full picture of exactly what is necessary in order to restore balance. Right. And it's, it's very eye-opening. And again, so this points back to that individualistic approach. Um, I wasn't happy with the idea of, you know, one size fits all and I had my hormones um, you know, measured or whatever the right word is there. And uh, so I'm, I'm on a, a bioidentical, um, if mm-hmm. I can say, what, you know, what's, what seems to be working best for me um, is the, the bioidentical hormones um, some essential oils that help to, 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 to manage the hormones. I think they help to balance things out within my system. And, you know, hypnosis, meditation really okay. helps to um, balance my system out, reduces cortisol. And there are some good studies that show the, the reduction of cortisol through meditation and hypnosis. And I think that that is what helps to keep me on an even keel, helps me to sleep better at night because I'm one of those people who, and I, trust me, I'm a champion sleeper. So when my sleep gets affected, <laughs> it gets my attention. <laughs> yeah, and so those, that's the kind of a combination of approaches that I have found to be effective for me. Well, and what I love and what um, I think is a huge important concept to take away from that is a comprehensive approach. And so and that's one of the things that I think is really necessary. And it's not just about any hormone in isolation. And like you said, uh, you know, it's not just about estrogen. A lot of women don't even realize that there's three main different types of estrogen. And we have something called estradiol, which is that feel-good estrogen we make uh, a lot during our reproductive years. It's an I am woman, hear me roar estrogen. <laughs> so in balance, it's great. It gives us, you know, all the wonderful things about being a woman. Um, if it goes off kilter, though, it is awful. It's, you know, any woman out there has sort of unfortunately probably felt that sometime in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have estrone, which is more of an estrogen of menopause, and estrile, which is a weak estrogen that has some cardioprotective and other protective mechanisms throughout life. 
So it's important for us to sort of break down those different estrogens um, and look at those, you know, a separate because it's not just about estradiol. Um, then there's progesterone. We also like to look at the precursor to all the hormones called DHEA, which also mm-hmm. plays a big role with estrogen and testosterone. Um, testosterone is another issue that I see with a lot of women. Obviously, we don't need as much testosterone as men, but we still do need testosterone. Um, and then it's like you said, we also have to, anytime we look at the hormones, look at those adrenal glands, which are the stress hormones, mm-hmm. and how they're producing cortisol. And so for us to get a real good look at hormones, it's that whole picture. Right. And when we ever have to treat hormones, we also have to look at that full picture. So and my, my understanding with the, the cortisol is that um, the adrenal glands produce both cortisol and DHEA, and so if they're producing too much cortisol in, or in response to this body stress you're going through, then DHEA is further suppressed. Exactly. So we think of DHEA as an anti-aging um, drug or supplement. Uh, it's not that easy because, again, if someone has good DHEA levels, we don't want to supplement with more DHEA and push hormones the wrong way. But a lot of people are deficient because uh, cortisol and DHEA tend to go inversely. So if cortisol is high, DHEA is suppressed. Uh, and so what we thought a while ago is if we could raise DHEA, we could suppress cortisol. But it turns out the body is smarter than that. <laughs> that's where, yeah, you have to definitely look, but you're completely correct, and that's where a lot of times happens is that a lot of people are actually producing more cortisol, which is, again, that stress hormone. It causes you to gain weight around the middle. Um, I sort of call it the... Um, it, when cortisol takes over, it tries to do everything, but it doesn't do anything well. And so, you know, people who are walking around with higher cortisol, they feel tired, they don't have the energy, they're gaining weight for no reason, um, because cortisol is trying to take over for everything and it's just not doing anything well. And ironically, that's how you end up with more cortisol in your system, is trying to yeah. do everything but not doing anything well. So what it does is it calls on its fellow cortisol molecules and it says, hey, I think I need your help to do everything a little bit wrong. Yeah. And so then you have a cortisol party going on in your in your body. And the crazy thing is, though, that that pushes huge hormone imbalance. So you then start to take away, because hormones are made in a cascade, and cortisol is a big part of that process. If you start to produce more cortisol, you produce less progesterone, um, and you start to not push it over to the pathway that goes DHEA to testosterone to estrogen. So it's really an interesting sort of concept um, that we see, but uh, what happens is we start to have high cortisol and less hormones. So we are really geeking out now, but I think that the takeaway for people is that this is not simple. Yes. And, and if you see an overly simplistic answer being suggested or pushed toward you, to, uh, to, to look a little deeper. Right, exactly, that it isn't very simple. It's something that takes a lot of knowledge, expertise, and individualization. So Mm -hmm. everybody's in a different place. Everybody sort of has different pathways going on. So to make sure you're doing what's right for you at the right time, too, because even though we have a lot of patterns throughout our life, you know, what your hormones were at 16 is way different than what your hormones are at 46. Tell me about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which Cindy is happy, would be happy to tell you about. I actually, not to turn the tables on you, but would love to know um, what you do and what you've noticed with hypnosis and hormones. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, the, the thing with hypnosis is, and there are some good studies, uh, particularly the University of Ohio, uh, despite the fact that I'm a, a Michiganian myself, <laughs> I, I oh, have yeah. to admit that the University of Ohio, Ohio has done some really interesting um, good, good research in the area of hypnosis and its effects on various hormones, including um, serum cortisol and DHEA and shown that uh, hypnosis, without even suggestion, just the state of being in that, uh, you know, that state of trance for a certain period of time, 20 minutes, which isn't that long, um, creates that homeostasis, opens up the system to balance itself out and reduces serum cortisol, therefore increasing the production of DHEA, and it also is a tremendous boost to your to the, the the quality of your sleep. And these are three different studies that I'm that I'm um, specifically pulling on right here. Is uh, and so and the, the the nice synergistic effect of those um, because by reducing your cortisol, increasing your DHEA, which feeds into better sleep because that's also, as you mentioned, affecting your your progesterone levels, which helps you to sleep better. And then that helps you to continue to keep balanced. Um, so one of the things that I have found uh, is the most helpful for me uh, is, and I, will, I, I can tell the difference, if I get too busy, ironically, the hypnotherapist who can get too busy to do hypnosis <laughs> for herself, but you know how that, you know, that goes. Um, you know, we've got a busy practice, we've got a school, we've got a radio right. show, we've got a life. Um, and oh. I, will, I will know the difference. Um, start to sleep a little bit more poorly, start to be a little more short-tempered, um, and start to, to be a little um, hmm, more sensitive to caffeine is one of the first things that I notice. Um, and I think that has to do with my adrenal glands, I'm assuming. And so if I, if I do my hypnosis, my 20 to 30 minutes of hypnosis on a daily basis, those things stay in check for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a powerful message, too, because, you know, I think probably some of my geeking out information, women might feel helpless. <laughs> There's so many things that you can do um, to help be able to balance your hormones on your own. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that's another thing, too, is really the empowerment of yeah. uh, women's health. It, 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 is, a lot it, is, of, it is lifestyle. A lot of it mm-hmm. is lifestyle. What you yeah. eat, how well you sleep, taking care that you... Take care of yourself. And diet, too. A lot of times people don't realize that diet can play a big role, that if you're eating more processed foods, um, eating foods that aren't right for you and whatnot, that that puts a huge burden on your body that, especially if the hormones are out of balance, can throw things off more, too. I would imagine we could do an, an entire show about that topic. Yes, the interaction between could. diet and, and hormonal balance, Yeah. Well, we're going to come back after the break. We're going to have another uh, segment with Dr. Megan. We're going to talk about how you can avail yourself of some of these uh, more sophisticated, individualized solutions that she's referring to um, and some simple steps that you can take for yourself in order to to balance out those hormones um, through some of those lifestyle choices that we're mentioning. So we'll be right back after the break. This is Cindy Lasher, and this is... The Hypnotic Radio Hour on KDWA. Mm-hmm. 
You're listening to the Hypnotic Radio Hour. It's no secret. To be successful in today's market, you must present yourself well and often. Yet a surprising number of professionals rank their fear of public speaking worse than death. ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center can radically diminish or even eliminate the fear of public speaking with powerful techniques. Ask yourself, is fear of public speaking limiting your life? What is the true cost of your fear in terms of your career, lost opportunities, and self-image? Stop allowing fear to sabotage your career when so much can be done to clear your pathway to success. The experts at ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center can help you overcome your fear and even enjoy public speaking. Call today for a free screening, 952-356-0010, online at minnesotahypnosis.com. That's minnesotahypnosis.com. ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center in Apple Valley, changing lives for the better since 2007. It can feel like a prison, living with anxiety, fear, phobias, and excessive worry. Maybe you think you've tried everything, but the experts at ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center have a unique, proven system that will melt away your fears. If you feel nervous in social or certain situations, if you feel out of control or like you don't measure up, if you have phobias including flying, heights, public speaking, or fears in high-pressure or test-taking situations, the experts at ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center really can help. You'll learn how to control your mind's reactions and your emotions. Break out of prison and feel in control now and in the future. You'll be amazed at how quickly and how much you can change. Call for a free screening, 952-356-0010. Online at minnesotahypnosis.com. Change Works Hypnosis Center in Apple Valley. Changing lives for the better since 2007. Welcome back to the Hypnotic Radio Hour. Welcome back to the Hypnotic Radio Hour. This is Cindy Lasher, and with me today is Dr. Megan Kirschling, and we have been spending this hour talking about women's health, specifically hormonal health. And uh, Dr. Megan, can you give people uh, some contact information, how they, how they can reach out and find you? I sure can. So um, one of the ways, if you're looking for more information or education, um, the best place to probably go is our podcast slash educational site. Um, it's called Beyond the Basics Health Academy um, or btbha.com. So you can either go to beyondthebasicshealthacademy.com or btbha.com. Um, but we have a lot more information there. There's podcasts. Cindy came on one of our podcasts, so if you also want to know more about hypnosis, she did a wonderful podcast for us. So there's lots of free information there, um, lots of resources there. Uh, I also, the main clinic I work at is in Egan, Minnesota, and it's called Synapse Center for Health and Healing. Um, I also work at one called RJ. Um, But the best place probably to reach out to me is through my uh, email there, and that is Dr. Megan. Now, my name is spelled a little weird, so it's D-R-M-E-A-G-H-A-N at officialsynapse.com. So... Or you can contact me through Beyond the Basics, too. So there's a couple different ways. Uh, and any way you contact me through either of those sites, the information will get to me, and I'm happy to provide any other guidance that people need. Awesome. Beyond the Basics, healthacademy.com, or B-T- yes. 
B H A. Yes. Dot com. So, All right. And that's the perfect way because if you send any correspondence through that, it will get directly to me. Fantastic. And uh, as I recall, because I, I did a lot of um, poking around out there, and that is an excellent resource site, by the way. You've done a beautiful job on that on that site. Well, thank you. We try to keep it up to date. There's new stuff out there every day um, and lots of great resources. So That is a big accomplishment, I, you know, having websites myself. And I cannot say that there's new stuff out on my websites every day. That is, you know, hats off to you um, and for providing really good information for people. And as I recall, there's a, there's a, a whole uh, class, an online class on hormonal health available through that website, isn't there? There is, and we're building new courses every day, and actually three of them that we're working on right now have to do with women and hormones, because that is my passion, but there is one out there right now on hormonal health. Fantastic. And that's a great resource on how to take control of hormones and your health uh, starting today. So it goes up to, through education about how to decrease hormone um, exposure, and then it also goes into what you can do to help balance your hormones. Fantastic. So, Lots of good information already out there and more to come. We have covered a, a lot of ground today, and uh, I, I would imagine there are a lot of women listening in and, and identifying with this, either for themselves or for you know, friends and family members, people that they know and love. And you had mentioned during the break that you have a, a little list of things that people can start to do right now to start yes. to take control of this, maybe taking a page out of uh, some of that education, those educational materials, huh? Yes. So I will tell you some things, some general information that usually helps everybody. First of all, take a, like we were talking about just before break, take a look sort of at your lifestyle. Take a look at, and by lifestyle, I mean three major things. Look at how, I would say, the pace of your day. So from everything from how much are you creating stress to sleeping at night, Mm-hmm. So are you going through a normal pace during the day? And believe me, like you and I both know, Cindy, is that a normal pace can be different for each person. Mm-hmm. But just that you're making sure to at least balance it out if you are having, you know, sort of a crazy pace. If you're not sleeping right, definitely start there. Um, and sleeping is obviously its own huge um, topic. But if you're not rejuvenating, replenishing, and restoring your body, both during the day and at night, uh, then... Uh, everything else is going to be out of balance. So definitely look at that. Uh, exercise, too. Uh, make sure it's important with hormones. The effects of cortisol, blood sugar, and insulin plays a huge role in um, hormones. So exercise can really help balance hormones in a very surprising way. Hmm. Um, and then diet. I can't tell you how many women, you know, especially if you're eating processed foods, um, if you're eating foods that are hard on the liver, um, which a lot of times is processed foods, trans fats, uh, hydrogenated oils, and um, uh, high fructose corn syrup, but that can all just wreak havoc on hormones. Then when you talk about supporting the body, there are some things that are great for hormones. Fish oil is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ovaries, which are the organs that produce our hormones, love oils. They love good oils. They hate bad oils like trans fats, and they love good oils. Um, so, you know, putting in more coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil um, into your diet is beneficial, but then also supplementing fish oils uh, can really help with hormones. Uh, I have a lot of women 
to that will go get a comprehensive oil, maybe have some flaxseed in it, hemp seed um, oil, uh, fish oil, and have amazing effects on hot flashes uh, and and fertility. I had uh, a woman who came to me a little bit underweight, unfortunately had an eating disorder in, uh, you know, not currently, but in the past. So she was living in fear of oils and fats. Mm -hmm. Um, We just gave her some great high-quality oils for six months, and she got pregnant. Oh, fantastic. So ovaries love fats and oils. Huge takeaway. And then the other thing that that works for a majority of women with hot flashes is an herb called black cohosh, where you can get anywhere, any natural food store. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that one um, is one that somebody can try and sort of see how they do. And that's something that people can take safely without concerns about, you know, I mean, as you said earlier, that, you know, people are you know, have been put a little, you know, afraid of yes. what so, they can or can't safely do to, to the balance only, their hormones. The only people that I don't recommend that in is obviously pregnant women, breastfeeding okay. uh, women, and then if you're in liver, if you have liver concerns, liver failure, those kind of things, mm-hmm. um, because it is metabolized through the liver, okay. uh, but it's something that definitely anyone can try, but if you're not seeing results, I'd say after 10 to 14 days, then to come off of it because there's no reason to stay on it. Fantastic. And I would add to that list um, doing meditation or self-hypnosis. Yeah. Uh, and if you need assistance with that, uh, I think you guys know how to find me by now. <laughs> we are at minnesotahypnosis.com. Um, and I'm happy to help you with that because that really has been a key tool for me. And obviously I'm biased, um, but I would say that there's a, there's a lot of good research coming forward that shows the, the balancing effects on all of the body systems of being in that hypnosis or meditation state. Well, and I agree 100% too because that goes to the, the pace of your life. So, and there's so many out of out so many people out there that can't change the pace of their life. You know, they're busy mothers, they're busy, you know, businesswomen, they're busy just all around. But what oh, they can control is exactly what you're saying is, you know, going to you, getting the help, um, and even learning then how to do self-meditation, self-chances so that they can then get into states where they're not producing as much cortisol entirely throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I find that uh, for a lot of people who have busy lives, and I'm, you know, I'm one of them, um, that a, a good approach is because a lot of people that get turned off of the idea of meditation or a self-trance state because they think, in terms of sitting there in the lotus position for you know 40 or 45 minutes, and that is entirely not necessarily. Um, in, in fact, there's a lot of benefit to to bouncing into a shorter, much shorter trance period. Uh, and then doing that multiple times throughout the day, which gives your body those those opportunities to reset. Um, so those approaches are both very effective and well, and adaptable to different lifestyles. Well, it's interesting too because if you if you know even the people listening, if they just think about their day, so many people, it's you know we wake up from a crazy alarm clock and we surge that adrenaline and cortisol then, you know, it's one fire after another all day long. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's those resources and those things that you can do to help make sure that you're not pushing this imbalance into a further state of chaos. Right. Yep, and then you, because you haven't given yourself a chance to uh, 
you know, vent those things off during the day. You lay down at night and your mind keeps whirling through all of that and then you have trouble sleeping and that sets you up to just continue the rest of it, you know, the, the same pattern over and over. And people do get trapped in that. Yeah. And the other thing that's important to remember is that there's obviously so much during the day that we can't control and I think we all know this because of exactly the situation we just set up. But there are so many things you can control if you have the right resources and, uh, you know, hypnosis and work to be able to uh, balance out the chaotic life makes such a difference. Yeah. You also mentioned essential oils, which is another thing. Um, you know, again, we could talk an hour on essential oils, but yeah, I also yeah. do find essential oils do a great job um, with hormones. But I do feel, uh, you know, for essential oils to talk to someone who knows what they're doing with essential oils because, again, similar to hormones in general, one person's essential oil for hormones might be another person's, you know, enemy. So, um, you know, just make sure you know what you're doing with essential oils, but they are wonderful for hormone issues. Yeah, they are They are powerful things, um, again, to be respected. Um, I had really good luck and and measurable results with a number of them. Um, they've become a staple in our household. So I thank you very much, Dr. Megan, for sharing those with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This has been the Hypnotic Radio Hour on AM 1460 KDWA with Cindy Lasher and Jody Kimmel of ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center of Apple Valley online at minnesotahypnosis.com. Join us on the first Wednesday of each month at 11 a.m. for the Hypnotic Radio Hour on AM 1460 KDWA, serving the Tri-County area for more than 50 years. Find out more about the topics discussed today on the Hypnotic Radio Hour online at minnesotahypnosis.com. Cindy Lasher and Jody Kimmel are not licensed medical practitioners and do not hold themselves out as such. Services provided by ChangeWorks Hypnosis Center are complimentary in nature and not intended to take the place of professional medical or psychological care and should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. The information provided is and is intended to be educational in nature, providing information, instruction, support, and encouragement. Join us again next time for the Hypnotic Radio Hour. Hypnotic Radio Hour.